Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. Today I want to thank Trevor Hendricks for doing a Zoom meeting with my hockey team. My hockey team really liked it. Thank you so much. Really, really thank you so much. And everybody, thank you, Colby. And I think everybody agrees. Um, everybody agrees that... Um, we can't thank you enough for what you just did on a Saturday at noon here in uh, Kincard. And I guess that's five o'clock Welsh time, eh? Sure is, Wally. It was, uh, it was great. It was fun to get the kids on and I think they really enjoyed it. So thanks for having me. Well, buddy, I, this is this the best thing ever because our lockdown just got extended. So there's not much going on for these young bucks. And um, yeah, you're a professional at that, eh? Like, I scrambled to run a Zoom with them. I was demonstrating. I was trying to watch. It was sunny out. I couldn't really see the screen. But you just sat there in your living room, cool as a cucumber. And uh, you had videos of what they could do. You explained it to them. Every video was professional. They knew exactly what they were doing. The kids were listening. That was fantastic, man. Well, it's a well done with getting your new business off the ground. Thanks, buddy. It uh, obviously took a bit of trial and error figuring out how to do it properly and um, also figuring out how to work Zoom. Um, but that's kind of the, the world we live in now. You have to do things on Zoom. So um, I'm glad they enjoyed and, and it was really fun to, to, to kind of help them out with their skills. So thanks for oh, having me. Yeah, no, the, the, la the last drill, though, the, the Zorro thing you brought up, I Colby was getting frustrated and I was like, I don't even think I could do that. And I tried it, and um, apparently I cannot do your final uh, drill of the day. <laughs> yeah, well, Colby made that quite clear that you couldn't do it, and I could. So, uh, <laughs> but that's—I mean—that's pretty much off of the court because I was always more of a skill guy than you, Wally. Uh, that's that—that is true. Um, I was like the Gino Ojic, and you were like the Pavel Bure, right? <laughs> I protected you for years. Um, so, anyways. Um, this is not the Hendo episode. We erased that months ago. <laughs> we're gonna do a <laughs> we're gonna do a real episode at some point. I think Trevor's finally over it and he's turning back into Hendo. But Trevor was real angry with me there for a while, so we haven't been able to do his real recording. So this episode, whoever we put this in front of is sponsored by Hendrix Hockey. And you have a website where, like, even these kids here in Concordan, they could do those videos all the time, right? And you have some kind of membership on your website, do you not? Yeah, so I, I, I kind of, during all these lockdowns, I, I spent a lot of time and I, I made a whole bunch of recordings of different stick handling drills and techniques 
um, and I think I have probably 250 of them total. And I thought um, rather than having them go to waste, I'd put them up on my website so so people can use them and and you know try and impress or uh, improve their skills um, through lockdown because obviously it's it's challenging times for everybody. So um, yeah, I have them up there, and and you know if anybody's interested, they can hop on and and subscribe, uh, and you know they can. Kind of learn at their own pace they can they can do a whole bunch in one day or you can just do one it's up to you um but yeah it's all up there so um if you want to check it out go to our website hendrixhockey.com and check it out hendrixhockey.com so yeah thank you so much dude and this episode is brought to you by hendrix hockey folks so everybody what a nice guy to do this for the bruce county kings today and um everybody sign up Get your kid doing some videos and some zooming. And um, apparently I have a leak in my house. So that's cool. Um, and enjoy another episode, folks. Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today's episode is brought to you by the Restaurants of Kincardin. And today I am so excited to have on. He'll be 60 June 15th, folks. He's from Kincardine, Ontario, one of the founders of Deeks Hockey School, and he's received the OMHA Excellence in Development Award in 2017. He has volunteered every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to noon for 30-plus years to the kids and parents of Kincardine. And he holds one of the best arm wrestling winning percentages in King Carden. Welcome to the podcast, Derek Burroughs. Thank you. How Not are- so sure about that arm wrestling tidbit. That must have came from Jeremy. Jeremy. Nope. Nope. <laughs> wrong guy. That actually came from Eggets. Oh, yeah. He said that uh, he wouldn't even challenge you because he knew what would happen. Well, the kids would have parties at the house, and sure enough, we don't get their arm wrestling and whatnot, playing ping pong in the basement. Yeah, sounds like a pretty fun place. Uh, so that it was, a, it was a lot. Well, that's what hockey brings to you, right? And and the hockey teams, and I went through it as a teenager, and I seen my kids go through it as a, as teenagers and whatnot. So, and now I'm seeing kids that I've coached, their kids coming through hockey, and they'll do the same thing. So well, it's, I know the, the relationship be a matter of years before your Colby will be I are, parties and teenage years. It's not far behind you. No. And I know that I know that. And um, I see the relationships he's forming through hockey with, uh, with the guys. And realistically, I guess it's kind of been tough because they haven't got to, uh, I guess he's, he would have been finished major novice this year or whatever you yeah. want to call it. And uh, realistically, he's never been on a real team. He's never even had an opportunity to try out for a rep team with everything that's gone on. So no, it is very strange that he's that old. And to think of myself winning OMHA championships by now, and he's still never even been on a team. It's uh, pretty discouraging, eh? Yes, no, it is. And I, I, I feel sorry for the kids right now. Like I know my initiation, it really doesn't you don't notice it that much because they're just being introduced to a, a fun play anyways. And then when they get into the novice, they get a little bit more into it. And your boy Colby, he's, he's become quite interested in hockey in the last couple of years. Yeah, no, he's really taken to it. He's bugging me every, every week to rent ice. And uh, 
Yeah. So, um, I was telling you beforehand, I think, um, before this episode, I'm actually going to play the little recording with, uh, Hendo, my buddy from Wales that, uh, during this lockdown, um, I've had friends on zoom, um, that I've been in contact with through this that have been willing voluntarily to run zoom practices for, uh, some kids around here, the, uh, I guess they would have been the Bruce County Kings. Um, yeah. And that's been shut down. So I, instead of them not getting to see each other, I've set up Zoom calls and I've had Justin Kelly, whose jersey's retired in Germany, and uh, also Trevor Hendricks, who was kind of my bodyguard back in the day um, when I do silly things. He'd beat people up for me if I needed it. But uh, he also... Uh, he ran the kids through a great practice and it, it made me think of you and all the time you've put in with the kids and my buddies are willing to do this for me. Just when I ask, uh, they don't ask yeah. for anything in return and that's the hockey world, right? Yeah, no, I know it. And there's so much they can do off ice so much. Well, there is. And you, you, yeah, you don't need to be on an iPad all day, right? <laughs> no, I think all their puck skills are basically gained off the ice anyways. Yeah. And uh, you, yeah, like for myself, it was, I guess, playing roller hockey in the driveway by myself, pretending yeah. to stick handle around people yeah. all day. Every you don't day. see the kids playing. You do see some kids playing roller hockey, maybe as a couple. But when I was a youth, there was major road hockey games in the certain neighborhoods when I grew up in Oakville. Yeah. You know, we played a lot of road hockey. Well, speaking of that, I guess that's a decent segue into today's sponsor. Um, and with this uh, ridiculous lockdown extended longer, folks, I think all of these businesses could use our help. So they don't know it, uh, but they are today's sponsor. So um, if you don't like being the sponsor, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm doing it anyways. So today's sponsors are Bar Down, Watercress, Locals, Hog's Breath, The Bruce, Bisteca, The Erie Bell, The Daily Grind, Sushi Wan, Kin Social, Burke's Deli and Catering, Akima House, Boston Pizza, The Tartan and Tusk, The Industry Room, Gray Matter Brewery, Best Friends Bakery, and Jean's Family Restaurant. Um... I just, you know, this is locals week or pods. So I thought it was time to shout out all these restaurants because I know a lot of people are having a hard time. And uh, some of these are family businesses. Most of them are. They're local people that really haven't been able to work, which a lot of people haven't been able to, much like my wife's business, which I will also mention later on when it's time to do another ad read. But um, I think everybody in Bruce County who's listening should be getting takeout and uh, supporting these people because when things get back to normal, folks, you're going to want them around. You're going to want somewhere to go. So anyways, that's today's sponsor, whether they like it or not. That's good. Yeah. So I guess I got to get back to my notes now. That was a good read, eh? <laughs> Um, so what I usually start with is how we know each other, which is, as I mentioned, you've been running the Tyke program in Concordon for about 30 years. We'll get into that later, but you were Colby's first hockey coach. And, um, I really appreciated it because that was right when I got back 
and I was having a hard time with still loving hockey with how it all just comes to an end and yeah, have little kids and a wife that can't work in Canada and you have no work experience and you know, you like, it's hard when you get out of hockey and, um, I didn't have to do much for Colby's first couple of years because you had it covered for me. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, no, and it, that, it, it, it's good. And I've seen that over the years, many people that have started their young families. And the reason I like it so much is because there's so many skilled hockey players and ex players like yourself and whatnot that uh, they just got to show up and add what they add right to the practices. And it, and it just, it helps so much in that way. And I enjoy doing that with the kids, to be honest with you. And then you people like yourselves get the love back for the game. And then you're going to just do exactly what I did for many years. Get all the way through and be involved. I love it. I really do. I love getting to know all the kids. I love, I haven't had a bad experience yet. I know my old man always told me, not to coach minor hockey. I'm not sure why, because I've been having a great time. Um, I haven't had one bad experience yet. The kids have been great. The parents have been great. So I guess maybe that's when, I guess maybe it's when there's tryouts and people start getting cut. Eh? Yeah, maybe that's when is. I'm going to realize it. Uh, but there is, but I think when you start into hockey, you're not coming into it, like you said, to run the show, right? You're coming in to help support. And so I think that helps support it just, kind of carries on through as you get older, you know, and I, I, I think, no, I think in card minor hockey is a very healthy, healthy organization. Oh yeah, definitely. No, I've, I've really enjoyed my time and I think everybody involved has done everything they absolutely could through all this. Um, and I think it's, it's been as good as possible and yeah, we're not one of the red zones or whatever you call it most of the time, but um, we do have rules to follow. And I thought everybody did a great job and kudos, yes. kudos to everybody at minor hockey for putting yeah, on the, what they could this year. Right. Yes. And then, then people like Jeremy and the executive that forged ahead and done it was, it was just great for the kids. And I'm glad that the kids got to be on the ice as long as we did, we were on quite a bit, to be honest with you this year no yeah you're right uh it was great and uh, that would be jeremy would be jeremy mcquillan so shout out to you uh thank yeah. you for everything you do for minor hockey um there's a bunch of you i know uh is it tom desmond does a lot too right is there anyone else tom does an awful lot because i don't know everybody i just want to coach i just literally just want to show up and be the coach like when i yeah I, I really do enjoy that. I don't want to get into all the rest of it because I got enough going on, especially with well, this. Well, it's funny you say that. That's how I got involved in minor hockey. I was like you. I was done my uh, senior career. My boys started hockey, a minor hockey meeting. I go and show up at a minor hockey meeting. And there was a lot of discontent at that meeting many, many years ago. And sure enough, somebody nominates me. I'm it. And that how it happened, no different than you. And then I showed up, I coached my kid in novice house league, coached him in Tyke, and then end up coaching right through. Then it was in uh, 1996, 97 that uh, Keith, Keith was helping me. Keith was actually the one at the start. And I was just helping him to be honest with Keith Davidson. Which and that's what the Davidson's named after. Is that correct? named after Keith, Keith Davidson. Yes. So he started the tight program for many years prior to me 
probably for 20 years or whatever. I'm not 100% sure. But then I got, I helping him, I did Saturdays and he did the Wednesdays. And then later on in hockey, there was a need that some kids wanted to start earlier because Keith's only started them at five. So I started the four-year-olds. And then ever since the four-year-olds, I had Might and Tyke. So then Keith had retired. And since the last 25 years, I've done both age groups. And that's where it's just evolved. Now it's four groups. It's been four groups for about the last... I don't know, eight years or so, I would think, eh? So it, it, is it uh, two age groups that you do? It's their first two well, years I of hockey? I split them into three age groups now. Right. So there's right. the the four-year-olds, the five-year-olds, the six-year-olds, but we have a lot of five- and six-year-olds, so there would be group A and B. And it's kind of where I have, a, with female hockey introduction now, there's a lot of females in King Carden playing hockey, a lot of girls, and uh, I kind of split the boys and the girls up a bit. Um, Zoe still tells us she hates hockey. Um, oh, I know. Um, Colby and I hardly can turn on a playoff game. It's uh, pretty, yeah. fr- it's actually quite frustrating. Um, oh, to be you honest. should see how many times kids tell me on the ice, coach, I don't like hockey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> My parents make me play. <laughs> oh, man. I, I really. Well, Colby's definitely not like that now. No, I know. I do remember that first year ever, I would go out and help. And if dad was on the ice and he's a December born, so he was the youngest of the young at like three years old. And um, when he'd fall, he'd be crying saying, dad, I can't do it. I can't do it. But then I actually, I went away for work for a couple months and it was me not being on the ice is what got him actually up and moving and doing it because I wasn't on the ice. So no, I um, know. Right. Yeah. And I, and I sense all that too, when I'm out in the ice and that it's, and every, and every child's different, but yeah, sometimes they want to get clingy. Something happens. Want mom or dad there on their shoulder to cry on their shoulder and whatnot. Eh? So, and you've been doing this since 1996. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And before that, when I was what? helping Keith. Yeah. Okay, but why? Okay, that okay. Where, but why? Like, okay, why? Like, well, I so, thought about that lots that of Saturday times. Saturday morning at eight a.m. Every Saturday morning, you were there. Every Saturday morning, how has there never been a Friday night that just got carried away, and you just you didn't want to be the tight coach anymore? Well, I, actually, it, 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 I just knew I had. A, it became to. It became it felt like a responsibility when you start doing it so long. So I was responsible. I didn't, uh, I went out lots of Friday nights, but if I went out, I honestly, I didn't drink a lot because I would not come to the arena with booze on my breath or anything. I just didn't drink. I might have, I'd be lying to say I didn't have a beer or two, you know, yeah. but that would be it. But I didn't have six or seven. I'd have, a, I've had two beer. I've always been a, a two drink guy type of guy type thing. Eh? Yeah. Yes. And then now, as it is now, I enjoy it. It makes me feel young, like, like to go out and sit and you're enjoying it now, what the kids say and the reaction. And I've seen all the ups and downs and picking a kid up when they, in, you know, improving their confidence and making them feel good. It, 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 it makes it, it makes it rewarding. It's very rewarding. I totally agree. Um, I ran some of those wally skills days around and i was trying to teach them how to like pull it between their legs and 
then I was getting into some other things and I've been on the ice with you many times. We've ran many practices together. And like, when you see them do something that, you know, they didn't know how to do at the start of practice. Oh, I know. It, and then you see them do it and you see their big smile and you think, wow. And you realize like, like it's, it's a great feeling, right? Oh, it is a good feeling. I had two little nieces that joined hockey this year, four years old. And the one could not skate at all. And by the end of the year, she was whipping around the, the ice. It was, and it was very gratifying to see. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. All those moments. And like, for me, actually, I don't have any of this on this, my notes. I, yeah. Um, was there's so many parenting moments that come with hockey. Um, I'll never forget. It was one of Colby's first or second years and, they were doing the drill where it's a one-on-one in the corner. And I, this was back when I wasn't coming on the ice and I was letting him figure it out. And I watched him strategically change where he was in line. So he wouldn't have to go against Mr. (laughs) McQuillan's son, Emmett. And he strategically went back uh, uh, and like, didn't go as often because he didn't want to go against him. And on the way home that day, I got to have a real discussion about like, if you want to be the best, you have to go against the best because you have to learn what they do and figure out how they do it and how you can do it. You can't try and go against the weaker kids. And so many of those moments, that's one of the ones I remember, but there's so many moments through hockey that are such great parenting tools, right? Oh yeah, so many life skills and tools that are, are that are in the hockey world are I think it's great. And that's why it's still involved so much. I think it's yeah. just a great tool for kids to learn so many life skills, for parents to get involved, learn how to volunteer properly, you know, and 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 just ease themselves into it instead of getting thrown into the wolves right off the bat. And I think that's the kind of advantage we have in minor hockey. There's people like yourself can ease into it and that's you know, exactly get, what's happened and now i'm basically full go i'm like yeah i'm making these zoom calls every weekend with these guys and i i realize what they're missing and i realize um like they're lifelong friends you make from your hockey teams at that age and because yeah. i'm doing podcasts with guys i was that age playing hockey with them and i'm still talking to them and yeah. for these kids not to really be doing that, if Zoom's what I got, then if life's given me lemons, I'm making lemonade, I guess, right? Because we're Zooming. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the other, we're still into how we know each other, by the way. We're not doing very fast. We're not doing good on time. Um, so I'm going to skip a couple of these. But one of the reasons I know you, which this isn't part of the fun part of the podcast, was, uh, but it actually is great that he's doing well now, is when I was, I don't know if I was trying to make a comeback with the Wolves or I was maybe playing a game or two, but like I, I was not around at this point yet. But your, your son was one of the coaches for one of the years I was going to play or I did play. And, um, yeah, that was a day you probably won't forget, right? No, we were in Myrtle Beach. Were you? Yeah, when we got the call. 
Yeah, I wasn't there that night. And I remember when I found out, um, like I know him from agates from in the day and coming up to concord to my cottage and all that. And like, he's a tough son of a bitch, eh? Like that he pulled through all that. He's uh, yeah, no, very, very fortunate, very tough. Um, yeah, very lucky. We're very happy the way it is, uh, transpired and whatnot to, uh, because I think he went like 600 feet into the field, rolled 13, 14 times, whatever. And uh, talking to people after, yeah, it wasn't, they kind of didn't expect that the result he has today. Right. But I, our medical system is honestly phenomenal. It's, a, I got to give them credit. Like when you really need help, they're there. You know, I know sometimes it may be a struggle to get there nowadays, but when you really need the professional help, you get it. And he got it. Ah, uh, well, man, it's so fantastic that I was texting with him today about doing this tonight. Um, oh yeah. You know, it's, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. Tough fellow. So anyways, um, awesome. He's doing better and everything worked out. Um, and we were probably just want to touch. We were very fortunate that the community, to be honest, really rallied behind us quite and, a bit and right and actually it was uh dustin cato uh dustin cato he, set he, it up he set up a fund to raise some money for yeah uh, and, and 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 dustin was a main guy in the walls being the gm coach and whatnot and well no he's not the gm Corey mccray was Corey mccray was a big part of it too and they set up a game day and with the with the bulldogs too and minor hockey everybody combined and uh it was a big big emotional day and yeah. it was crowded. No, I I remember that because I had a I yeah I had a family Christmas in Elmira and I I was gone, but I knew everything that was happening and it killed me not to be there. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess when you've been gone for Christmases for a decade and then you move, yes. to, move to a new town when it's family Christmas, you're supposed to be there. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's great what Dustin did um, for, yeah, your family. No, it was very, very thoughtful. And at one time, I, when Dustin was asking me about it, he said, no, 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 no. Then he said, yes, yes. And they said, okay. And then all of a sudden, it just blossomed. It was yeah. just, it, it was tearful at times to see the support, to be honest with you. Well, and it's, it's, it's who you're it's son, joy, it's who you're, tearful, I mean. Well, it's who your son is and it's who you are too. And, uh, it's, it's a community. It's Concordia. Yeah. It's, it is a community around here and folks, that's why our sponsor today is the restaurants of Concordia. Don't forget to get your takeout from those, all those restaurants. I said earlier, do not forget that folks. Cause we are a community. So <clears throat> moving on to more fun things is I'd like to know about your minor hockey and were you born in Concordia? Are you from Concordia? No, I was born in Oakville, Ontario and played my minor hockey, AAA hockey all the way through in Oakville. Uh, then I moved at 13 years old, Bantam to uh, Concordia. Played two years of Bantam, rep here, then went to Junior C out of Bantam, 15 year old. What happened? Then, the parents got into the plant or why'd you move from Oakville? Uh, we moved from Oakville. My dad was in the uh, uniform business, worked downtown Toronto, uh, Spadina, and just found it difficult to get home and 
family life and my parents were both born in King Garden. And so an opportunity was to come to buy the sports store. So we moved up here and bought the sports store, Headborough Sports. And then uh, my dad got into cresting, which he was previously and bought the building we were in now and then started Presto Crest. So we have a, I have a history here. I, oh, I, my yeah. summers were spent here. Yeah, it was uh, my first, my former years in, in hockey were in Oakville. Okay. Well, I guess actually, not that this is about me, but this would be the only time I'll ever explain why I moved to Concordia is this episode. Because it's kind of like yourself. There's always a reason why you move places. I grew up going to Bruce Beach. Um, my grandma has a place there, still does. Um, and... Uh, I had heard if you were a good hockey player, you could get in places. Um, <laughs> I uh, had a plan, did the MBA, all that project management and buckled down, bought the house. It was like, it all fit. I, I signed a contract with the Cardiff devils to do my MBA the day we bought the house uh, here in Concordia. And it was like, everything was working out. I wrote all my papers on a certain place, but then I met a certain individual at a playground and uh, Superheat has been incredible to me. I never did work out there. And uh, I, I'm happy with the people I've met. And uh, they're great people and great part of the community. And uh, I'm very proud to work there. So, uh, And you should be. Like, I know Norm. I know Norm MacArthur very well. And I know Soupy and all them and his main guys. But uh, Norm has been phenomenal for the community. And I have in the past have leaned on Norm for donating money to, I've run uh, some college uh, girls hockey programs, uh, the Davidson Center Revitalization. And Norm is one of the very first ones I go to if you want a donation. And he donates handsomely. Right. And for me, I had education, but no uh, work experience. And uh yeah, they said they'd trained me in all the areas of the company and I worked my way up, you know, as they'd say from the fourth line and I worked my way up and uh, they trust me. I trust them and it's a good spot and I'm really happy I moved here. So you're on the third line or second line now? Um, I think I get a little bit of power play time, you know. Oh, um, good. Yeah, I get a little bit of power play time. <laughs> um, I had to penalty kill there for a while there. Norb was taking shots at me and I had to... <laughs> Yeah, it was a good year there. Try it out. <laughs> so, Norm, I coached one year with Norm and Pee Wee. Yeah, Doug Kennedy was our head coach and Pee Wee, and Norm and I were on the bench. That year we won the International Silver Stick. Is that right? Is that with uh, Agates and Joey? No, no, they're all younger. Reggie. Reggie was on the team. Reggie, Reggie's a year older than Sean. Reggie's an 82. Joey, I believe, is an 81. Yeah, that's what Agates would be. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it's interesting because now I'm going through all this. And uh, yeah, Sean's the same age as you in '83. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. Okay. So, anyways, I don't even know where we were. Uh, Talking about hockey. Oh, you're minor yeah. hockey, and yeah, no, and then I yeah. I took over there for a bit, and we got into my stuff. So your minor hockey was in Oakville, and you moved to Concordia at 13 years old, right? Yeah, played two years of Bantam here and then went to Junior C as a 15-year-old and played Junior C. And then 16-year-old, I went to Owen Sound Kings, which were Junior B. And then the next year, I went to the Kitchener Rangers, 
uh, and ended up didn't make the A team, made the junior B team, Kitchener, your same league, Elmira, and was there till well, end of November. And just we had a really good junior C team at home. And I came home and we went to the All Ontarios in junior C. And I you, played did three you say more you years. You played in the for the Sugar Kings. No, Kitchener uh, Rangers. The though or junior the Dutchman. The Dutchman. No, they were the Rangers when I was there. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they're both the Rangers, not the Dutchman. Uh, huh. The year before, they, they might have even been the green shirts before me, but they were the Kitchener Rangers. They had the A and the B uh, dressing rooms. Yeah. So, the... so you went back home to King Carden and won junior C the whole thing? No, we lost in the finals in 1978-79 to Bowmanville. Oh, that would be – that would hurt, eh? What, how many games? Yeah. Uh, four. We went to an eight-game series with Stony Creek in the semifinals. Sorry, what's eight. an eight-game series? What? What? Well, because there was a protest. We won it in six, and they protested, and we lost, and then we had to go to play an eighth game in a neutral territory and beat them like 11-1 or 11-3, something like that. <laughs> but it took a lot out of us. We yeah. were pretty tired. And um, we beat in the first round. So back then, Junior C, what's it like? Like, because uh, like hockey's changed so much over the years. What's Junior C like back then? Are you wearing face masks or not? No, no, I never wore a face mask. No, I always, I skip, I missed the one. I might have had to get one year of junior in a face mask, but I don't think so. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was different. Hockey was actually, hockey with, to me, it was pretty clean back then. Right. Because you, well, you, you had, you knew the other guy didn't have a helmet on right right and, and, and i mean when i played as, as you said when i played in owen sound i was a young kid a 16 year old and even though they're only 19 and 20 they seem like they're your freaking fathers right oh they're yeah so much older. you're just a little kid and and i mean honestly they protect you quite a bit i had well, guys that yeah. they protected me i had a big guy a big tough guy on my wing and i was a center little centerman and something happened he came and took care of it for me just the way it was that's actually how my uh other than germany where nobody could fight um that's basically how it worked for me yeah my year in the east coast ahl yeah no especially the coast if i had someone touched me it was mainly hendo actually it's the guy who is going to be at the start of this episode because he trained all the, the kids this weekend um that guy was my he was my protector. He was my bodyguard. And, um, and do you know those guys are always, and you see it, you know, the, the enforcers are one They're always the most popular on the team. Well, he's my best friend from like yeah. when I played. And uh, a lot, actually a lot of the guys that um, are my best friends also like fought for me. Cause like if I would get blown up and a guy fought for me, that means something. <laughs> no, huge. Yeah, it, mean, huge. it does. I'll never forget the day. Um, during the lockout, an NHL player came over to the second league in Germany, Bruno Gervais. He was playing for the Islanders. I get a suicide pass and get blown up at center. And this dude fought the other guy, this big German dude. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You might get hurt. You're an NHL player. Like, don't fight for me. Like, that's ridiculous. And that was just in him. That was part of him. He was a teammate, whether it was the second league in Germany or it was the NHL. When he did that for me, I I actually was floored because there was a lot of other NHL players coming over that would not do that. Yes. Yeah. 
No, great that, guy. That, that, and you remember that, right? Oh, big time, big time. Yeah. Okay, so you were a little skilled centerman. Eh? I've seen you work the pylons at the Davidson Center. You can boogie around still at your age, eh? Uh, not too bad. I'm slowing down a bit, but I can still do it. Like I was going to, I have no uh, intentions of retiring off the ice, to be honest with you, the near future. I think some people always wonder when I'm going to, but I can still move well enough. Not the greatest at times, but well enough, I think. Oh, you're flying around making plays. You're skating way better than I am at this point. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, you are. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, also, I wanted to know then if you were coaching with the guy that the Davidson's named after, what was the arena before the Davidson Center? I don't know that. When I moved here, we had the arena downtown, you know, where the Erie Bell is, that parking lot. Yeah. That was the arena, and that arena was one tight center. The stands basically that whole right at the board. You could reach out and touch somebody. Oh, that's valuable. Dressing room is downstairs. What's that? No, nothing. I was just thinking that's valuable real estate around there. Um, Yeah, to have a little rink right by the water. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm surprised I've never done anything with it. To be honest with you, the property. Yeah, no, that's uh, so that's where the rink was. Eh? It was that so- was the rink was, yeah. Had a little uh, basketball court upstairs and a warm room, of course, but it was a tight and stands right around, completely around. And uh, it was a small arena, loud, and the, the dirt to go down to the the stands, walk, you had to go down underneath in a dirt floor and then come up little openings in the stands. It was a old arena. Little the little pockets, like the little shoots that came out yeah, from underneath. Come out, yeah, but the floor was all dirt. Interesting. I'm getting to know my new home because this is home now. Um, the kids are into it. Um, the wife's into it. I'm into it. Uh, this is home now, so it's nice to know all this. Okay. Um, Which uh, also is a good segue <laughs> into the wife's business. That's basically been shut down forever um, is Lakeside Organic Glow, folks. Um, just like when I played for the Wolves, if you want a spray tan, um, you can get 15% off if you're standing in front of Elisa naked and say, Wally 15, <laughs> that'll get you 15% off that spray tan. But it's not just that. She also does sugaring, which is taking hair off people. But men, we are not doing your undercarriages. That is not on the menu. Sorry, folks. (laughs) Um, And she also does teeth whitening. That's where the males get involved here. I'm hoping a little, not the hair removal part, but I would say the teeth whitening. Um, It's 15% off too for that, folks. If you say Wally 15 and she'll uh, make your teeth whiter, which will make you look prettier for your gal. And uh the other thing was she does eyelashes, which Derek, your eyelashes look fine. So do mine. So ladies, if you need eyelashes, say I'll Wally. have to send my wife. She, she would be into the tanning of it. Well, you just tell her to say Wally 15. And I Wally think, 15, and I, I I think every, that. and I think it's going to be hilarious when anybody's wife shows up for a spray tan or eyelashes and says Wally 15 um, I just think that will be a hoot that, uh, that 
that that that actually happened and uh yeah if you're naked get ready for a spray that's even better folks um I just wrote it down wally 15 yep wally 15 for the uh, eyelashes spray white teeth whitening and sugaring but no wonder carriage folks for the boys okay next question is so then you played junior um so it you mentioned a bit about it, but um, I heard you used to really enjoy a Big Mac before a game. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that story. Man, I, I have a big network. So it was the year we played that eighth game in um, Woodstock. Uh, we had to travel to play Stony Creek for the eighth game. And we stopped in a Guelph for dinner. And I had, uh, before the game, five Big Macs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? You had yeah. five before one five game? Five Big Macs. I had to play in a full stomach. Terrible. I had to eat full. But why did you eat five? Because I could. Someone probably dared me. <laughs> and then That's... guess how many goals I got in that game? Five? <laughs> <laughs> so it is a good story now if i would have puked or whatnot wouldn't have been we wouldn't be laughing well you'd be laughing Jeez. but uh, yeah. did, did you at least take the pickle off i can't imagine how the pickle tasted uh, when, you were burping. I, uh, when karen and i dated i used to go and have three big macs all the time i used to go to one sound Jeez, that sounds sexy man i don't know old. how you roped her in that's just <laughs> that's living Oh. But I would go to Owen Sound and I'd leave high school because I didn't live in Owen Sound. I lived at I lived in Kincardin, get in my car, go to Owen Sound, I'd stop and have two or three quarter pounders before a game. If I was at home in a junior C game, I'd have a roll, whole row of cookies and milk. Um, do you know what uh, actually the Sugar Kings in Junior B back when I was uh this was how the games changed a touch, I'd say, with all their protein shakes, is when I was growing up for the Sugar Kings. Um, like I do still have the scoring record. So I won player of the game quite a bit. If I won player of the game, I got a value meal, any size I wanted. So that was naturally the double big back, the extra sized fries with a couple sweet and sours for the fries, you know? And, uh, that was how I grew up trying to be a pro and these other kids, um, like, I see these kids in the USA and what these they're training and what they're doing with hockey now. And it is nuts, but uh, that's how I grew up was uh, getting fed McDonald's <laughs> and you were just crushing it too. <laughs> oh, Hey, Wayne Gretzky. I heard he eats a bunch of hot dogs before a game. Well, I mean, it didn't hurt him. Uh, but no, and actually in Europe, but for a while there, when I was young, before I realized it really did affect how I felt, is uh, I used to eat one of the frozen pizzas. Like I'd throw it in the oven, and that was my my pregame meal was a frozen pizza. Yeah, but not five Big Macs. No, I know. That's a bit excessive, there, Derek. Just, just <laughs> very excessive. I don't. I there's no way I could even do that. No, I don't know. Fair enough. I was a big eater as a kid for a little guy. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's too bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Now, I want to know 
Well, so what else went on in your playing career? You did win a championship. So what's the celebrations like? Or you didn't win one. You said you lost the game. Win. You lost when the we, finals. When we won the eighth game, it's like any hockey celebration parties are fantastic. We had, you know, the 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 team executives would be at them. The girlfriends would be at them. All our girlfriends traveled with us and followed us quite a bit. And we were kind of lucky that year because Bruce Power, uh, OPG at the time, a lot of the 20-year-olds were working full-time up at the plant. And they all had their own houses. So if you can imagine that, yeah, like we had parties at, we didn't go to parents' house. We partied at their houses. There'd be three or four living a house. And yeah, there's what nine guys that own homes or we're living on their own up here, 20 year olds. So all us 16, 17 year olds would go to those parties with great times, girlfriends, everything it was, it was uh, yeah. Time to cherish. Oh yeah. No. And you're right about those young guys making the money i remember coming up here to king garden when i would be in my 20s to go to the cottage and these guys that were my age uh had homes they had bought homes and yeah um anyways moving on as well folks here's another segue we got another one derek this is the last one too is if you were one of those folks that were making that money back in the day and you need a vacation. If this pandemic is getting to you folks, this is how Wally can actually make money drinking beers with his friends in his shed. So if you need a vacation and want to go to the blue mountain Collingwood area, which I know you Bruce County folks do, all you got to do is go to stayinblue.ca and put in the promo code WALLY20. That's going to get you 20% off a three-night minimum stay, folks. I'm not even joking. You can make a little boy from Elmira's dreams come true that I could make money drinking beers with my friends. So if you put in the promo code WALLY20 at stateinblue.ca, everybody's winning everybody's winning folks and uh that would make my dreams come true so um there you go and now that it's concurrent week you know what folks he's a concurrent gentleman too that's part of that he's a former superheat employee and um he uh yeah he might make my dreams come true of uh drinking beers in my shed and making money so there you go stay in blue wally 20 and if you own a place in that area, you got to go to propertyvalet.ca and they'll give you a free assessment if you mention the Wally pod. Just saying. Um, okay, that's an I'm not I'm done now being a salesman. Okay, you ready now? <laughs> <laughs> but if I could Property get Property value, PJ Slade. That's correct, sir. Ding, ding. That, he used uh, to work at Presto Crest with us. Is that right? Isn't yeah, it a, a small world we live here. in? Yeah. Barrett too, right? Yeah. Episode five, folks. Don't forget episode five, Barrett Eggets. That's before sponsors and me doing these ridiculous ad reads. But if you guys are going to get me to make money drinking beers with my friends and uh, the great people of Concordon, like Mr. Burroughs here, then everybody's happy, right? Wally 20, staying blue. Or if you're getting a spray tan, Wally 15, folks. Okay. Um, anyways, I want to know some more now, 
because I think we've been going, a, well, not too bad, I don't think. But uh, I don't even know where we were, to be honest. But uh, We were uh, touched on the uh, junior hockey and whatnot. Okay, so where does your hockey career playing days come to an end? Were you ever an old star, or did you end it oh, at Oh, yeah, senior? I played about eight or nine years of senior hockey for the King Carden Kings. And then uh, I went into a few years of rec hockey and then to the old stars played for the old stars, probably 15 years or so. And what? the then, King uh, Carden Kings that's senior in King Carden. They were, they were intermediate a, and then senior, they were originally in the OHA intermediate. And then we went to the WA uh, dropped down to the WA because he's the OHA was it was starting to fall apart. It's really falling apart now since you've come back, like Petrolia Squires and all of them are in the WA now. The WA is the league. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like I said, I just want to coach. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I try not to stay. I try not to pay attention. I can only get so much in this brain of mine and I just want to coach the kids and I'm very thankful to everybody at minor hockey for everything they do. If they could just give me the schedule and let me coach the team, I will be very happy. <laughs> and it'll happen. <laughs> uh, Cause I got too much going on, especially with this now, Derek, this, this, this gets some evenings, you know, this breaks up the week though. It's a good time. So I um, thank you very much for coming on because what I say on this is I, I'd like to give people their pad taps, like the good people in hockey um, you are one of the good people in hockey for what you've done for the, the parents like myself, but also for my son, like everybody in the town's going to remember you, like whether it, it was as a parent, whether it was as the kid. And now you're seeing both of that, that the now, um, parent was the player, um, like people remember who does that for them and volunteers their time and you are great with the kids. So I just wanted to give you your pad tap today. So thank you for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. Um, Cause I do remember one of the first times we ever met and I was like, what is wrong with you? Why do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot more positives. I know. And I, I understand that now. I just, I can't believe it. Like every Saturday morning, man, that is, uh, that's just, a, you're a great person. So thank you f from everybody in Concordia and all the restaurants who are the sponsors today. So um, we're still in uh, senior with the Kings. Did you ever win anything? Are you good ever? That All I really care about is winning stuff on this, to be honest. Um, uh, I, uh... I don't know if we won a year or not. If we might have won one year, we we're always in the finals. We we're always in the running. You didn't win then. If you didn't remember, you didn't. No, win. I just saying the one year. I don't know if, I, if we. Yes, we must have won one year. I don't know what year it is though. Whether it was Durham or Durham or Brussels, we beat. Um, I mean, I gotta really think about that. But we we're always there. I know that. It was a. It was actually a tough little league. So a lot of teams. So are all the boys from around town that I've met around your age, was that the team back then? Like, was it? Well, some of them played for Ripley. Ripley had a team and we had a team. Ripley, Lucknow, King Cardinal had a team. 
Well, this is perfect for Lucknow's uh, podcast weeks because we got guys coming on from all those places except Brussels. Yeah, where, uh, Brussels had a great, a great intermediate team. We had real battles with them. Durham, well, they're no different than the battles the Wolves have today. Oh, there were know? some battles, no doubt about that. And, and to get, and when you get into the the like the top four, it's tough to get there. Oh, you know? yeah. No, that and, hockey. And we were always in that. We were always in that. Yeah, when I was playing for the Wolves there, when you got to the end, when you got to the semifinals and it was the final four teams, it, the hockey got pretty real. It, 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 oh, yeah. I had to kind of change a little bit and try and focus up a little bit because I was really trying not to get injured most of the time. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, no, that's uh, I mean that's so you had no face masks and how much are you fighting back then? I you're not a fighter. I didn't know you're I an arm fight. wrestler. Yeah, no, I didn't have to fight uh, much at all. Um, very rarely. Lucky if I fought five times in my career. Is that right? So you're yeah. just a, you're just an arm wrestler, eh? No, I was a better leg wrestler. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Okay, uh, leg wrestling. I, lo I lost lots of arm wrestles, believe me, lots. Leg wrestling, is that a Bruce County thing, or are you yeah, talking like you're into jiu-jitsu or something? We started that in junior C. Yeah, so you're stupid guys when you're laying on the floor. You know the stupid things you do. Oh, I caps. totally know, yeah. Caps, we played a lot of caps. <laughs> did think, you? Yeah, 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 in high yeah. school I did, yeah. Yeah, so we did that at a lot of parties. The girls would even play. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but in general, you weren't fighting, but were other people? Because, like, some of the fights. Oh, yeah. On, but, like, so, like, this is my story was, like, when I was playing on the Wolves and, like, we are in the semifinals, finals, whatever it is. Like, there were some injuries that changed people's lives. There were fights that I was watching and I was like, this is, like this is like as real as hockey gets and everybody's doing it for free, which freaked me out, but I was doing it for free too. So when I played senior hockey and in junior hockey, you weren't thrown out of the game until you had your third fight. <laughs> you were allowed two fights. The third one, you got kicked out unless you did something really stupid, you know, but you could get into three fights in a game. Crazy, crazy when you think of it, eh? No, and I, that was my age group too, right? And like that's the guys I that are my age, like say Mark Smith and McQuillan and those yeah. boys. They're all done when I got here. But like their age group, they were allowed to fight three times, and like that's what it would have been for me. I just got a late start there. I didn't start till I was like really yeah. fat and old. But yeah. uh, no, I mean I had, we had lots of guys. My brother fought a lot. Um, would get his token two, three fights in a game. Dennis? Yeah. He was my coach, eh? Yeah. Dennis well, was... He Dennis ran was the D, his... though, so I was I, I was a four... Well, I guess I coached with him. Did you know that? Yeah. Fun fact yes. for the pod. I yep. started as an assistant coach when I could make it. Yeah. Dennis was one of the toughest fighters on the ice there was, to be honest with you. I could see that. I yeah. could see that. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of guys that he would lose to. <laughs> he was mean. Yeah, no, I could see him being able to fight. There's no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, we were good coaching staff that year. Yeah, we were the best. Yeah, we, we really turned the Wolves season around there, and uh, I think there was a point I even kicked a garbage can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told actually what it was was my speech was, and I think I still um, am the reason they turned this game around was they were losing about six nothing or six one to Petrolia. And I had watched this team and I knew the guys and I'd gotten to know them from being a coach. And I literally said to them, this is, I, I they ended up, I think losing the series or winning. I don't know, but they won that game, but they were losing five or six, nothing. And I just went in and I was like, like you guys are, I understand you're from Ripley and you guys are like the underdog, but like you guys are all good. All of you guys are good. And if you guys don't actually believe you're good, then you're never going to be good. And I walked out and I went upstairs and had a beer and I was so bad. And I don't even know why I was bad. Cause I had nothing to do with it really, other than trying to help a little bit. And I, and then I think, I don't know, like, but then the next few years with them, things changed and there was still that one mental block of those guys in Clinton actually making money to play senior and how good they were and how professional it was. I still don't think they were there yet with that mental block, but I sure hope they get over it. And I hope they win for the community, for the town. And I hope they get to play again soon. You know, I hope next year, but you're right. That, that, um, thought process mental aspect of of thinking that you're good enough is huge and i i tell that to kids all the time when i go through minor hockey like you can't be cocky overconfident but you got to feel confident and have a little bit of swagger with you if you're going to be successful and it's and and it actually came up a lot in this pod because i was one of those guys there's twice in my career it happened to me i didn't have that where then there were other times where I did. I, I went to the second league in Germany. I'm like, well, it's just the second league in Germany. I'm going to be fine, right? And you have that swagger where I went to the AHL and I see these guys that I've seen on TV and I just didn't have that. And it changed the whole way I played. It changed how I handled the puck. And you got it. But it's the same as like what you do in anything, right? If you have confidence when you do it. Yeah, and- confidence. And that's basically, you go back to the kids. That's all I try to do is instill the confidence in them. Well, and you do a great job. Like, you like even, yeah, like, because I there's a time I was running a ball hockey league in town. And some, uh, when they were that young and I saw what was going on on the floor, and I was like, geez, I'm running this? Like, wow, there's <laughs> kids doing all sorts of weird things out here. But, yeah, no, you, you do a great job with the kids. And I just can't believe, like, that you've done it for so long and I guess it's become a part of you eh it, yeah it is a part of me and uh it, it's a good part I enjoy it you know it, it's 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 really good well and you yeah and you and you get out you see everybody in town you you get that's yeah I I enjoy it I really look forward to when we have a practice of if we ever had a game geez that would be really exciting well I think Minor sports, hockey, any sport. I think it's a good family thing because even when uh, Karen and I, my wife and my daughter, when Sean was playing minor hockey, like my wife's not a real sports person, but she misses the days that my son 
played hockey big time. And, you know, and, oh. and there's, there's so much, the, the on ice hockey is one thing. It's all the other stuff that comes with it. That's a bonus. Oh, it's yeah. Like you go into the hotel. Well, I guess I haven't even got to do it yet. I'm just Socializing. Yeah, well, right, and I camaraderie guess with, with the other parents. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's what other people are like. You know, you think, oh, you, you might not think that person knew much. Or, hey, that those that couple's a really nice couple. Yeah, hey, it would be, you know, and you start hanging out with them, and you become friends. No, absolutely, and the, the different neighborhoods in town instead of just hanging out in yours. And yeah, like it, it you're right. It's it's kind of like when this lockdown happened. And he would have had all this happening. All, all this Bruce County Kings would have been happening. We should have been going to tournaments and doing this and doing that and staying places. And every week, Colby's asking me to rent the ice. And I was like, buddy, like there is no ice. So um, <laughs> I came up with the Zoom idea. And I just want to thank Trevor Hendricks again and Justin Kelly from episode nine. But Hendrix, I erased his episode by accident because I didn't know what I was doing yet. Um, but he's going to come on again now that he's forgiven me for erasing an hour and a half of gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So anyways, no, I just want to thank them because it's like I want to thank you, man. Like they they did it for one Sunday. They, they came on for one weekend and taught the kids. You did that. You're still doing that. And it's been... 30 years that I've, I've been involved in minor hockey for about 33 years. That is, since then. but I did, I haven't done the tights full time. I was just part time at the beginning helping Keith. Right. But, um, so what all did that Davidson fella do to get an arena? Because I'm just uh, on behalf of the restaurants in town and all the parents and players. I'm, personally starting a motion here that the next arena will be the Burroughs center because uh, it's only natural. Um, so wherever that's going to go. Um, but it, I think the next arena will have to be the, the Burroughs center facility. What, what do you want to go with? Oh, I don't know about that. That's a long time away. We have to grow in population. No, Keith, Keith. Well, that seems to be happening. <laughs> No, Keith was a recreational director in King Carden for many years. And back then, I think the recreational directors organized, kind of was part of minor hockey in a way. And then I think the local organization started. So Keith was heavily, and then he done the tights every uh, Saturday and Thursday for like, uh, it would be 20 years. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest with you, but it would be, it was a long time as well. And I think there's only been two tight coaches in all of King Garden since minor hockey started, Keith and me. That's it just ridiculous. Yeah. And how much me how, and Keith get along, we talk quite a bit. Is that right? I yeah, I, oh, yeah. I I don't know him. I yeah. No, Keith drops into work all the time and sends me email little tidbits, history stuff that he has and notes. Oh, it's that's kinda great. cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's all that's hockey, right? Yeah. I, that's a lot it's like playing for the wolves and all the people I met through that it wasn't just the players it was it was the the people serving me beer it was it was the the whatever they're called what are they called the 
the brass what are they called the yeah. executive you mean executive that's what i meant yeah though like the executive i got to know all of them as people and like everybody in ripley and the players and like i met a bunch of guys that were all a decade younger than me it was great i it was it was awesome and it's hockey it's it's just being part of and do you find do you find like i noticed it too when i came from a larger city and you're coming to a smaller community uh you're shocked at how many of the the athletes here are such good athletes as well like exciting to come in from the you know you played in in uh, elmire and whatnot you come from overseas and you come here oh my god there's a lot of good hockey players here oh it's no like it, it's like I'm like, and it's funny because I got on my notes here is like the best players, best age groups you've coached and some other things here. But when you look at Colby's age group, because those are the kids I really know, it's like Emmett McQuillan is a heck of a hockey player. That kid yeah. has been a, like that kid probably from getting abused from his two older brothers for years is like that kid has been head and shoulders better than everybody from the start. And that kid is a player, man. And he's got the attitude and like he can play. And then Briley becoming a goalie, like that kid is incredible in that. It's Every nice. It's weird. It's nice to see a good athlete go in that. It's which, yeah. which Briley is. And he was a good out player. And then when he told his old man, who didn't want him to be a goalie. And he says, I want to be a goalie. Like this is, this is, I'm a goalie. And he went in the net and every week he was way better than the week before. It was crazy. So a little tidbit, Tyler Murray, I coached the Adam rep team. Tyler Murray was a, a, a an out player and um, decided to switch net in. Uh, I think it was Adam. Second year, Adam. So in a small town, you have your goalies from year to year, right? Well, I choose, chose Tyler, who had never played net before, but he tried out. And it was the right decision. So I, a kid that traditionally played net didn't play net on the rep team. But Tyler was our best athlete at that age. Well, and it's like if you can get, yeah, athletes to play goalie, like – it's but but like they gotta be i don't know goalies i've played with a bunch of them they're all they're all like i don't know but like like briley's a great kid and that kid is better every week i see him play and um like i don't know i I don't know what the ceiling would be for that kid but he like every week he's better than the week before it's weird yeah but i guess all of them are right yeah, they, uh, there's a big growth spurt, skill advancement from that, uh, let's say, six to ten years old. Huge. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, some some go straight up, some kind of level off. You, you don't know. Well, it's, I, uh, yeah, well, I think I, <laughs> I, I actually usually, I think I'm pretty good at reading it, but I would never, ever tell anybody what I think about anything. But there's some – there is some players around here and you're right. There's better players around here than I would have guessed. And I would love to see our 2012 team play an actual other town. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, uh, yeah. And the 2012s are strong too. 2011s are strong. 
2010s are strong. There's a few years that uh, we've had quite a few strong novice teams, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, uh, it, it's exciting. Like I, I just, I'm so excited to actually get back to normal and get to play, right? But I, I, I don't think in King Card, like your top of players, um, Garrett McFadden was probably the best that I seen in minor hockey that I went through. Um, there was lots. Paul Stewart was a really good hockey player. He was always one of my favorites. He was, he was one of those guys I was talking about where you see a fight. I think it was in the finals against Clinton. And you yeah. see a fight in senior A and you're like, that is as real as it gets. That boy was a farber and he was going to be plowing the fields with like – like his face was battered after that fight, but he hung, he was in there and he was throwing and it was like, it was as real as hockey gets. And yeah. like, there were guys that cared way more about the Ripley wolves winning than guys that I played with that were making pretty decent money to actually play hockey. And there were guys on that team that cared way more than no. Guys in your Paul, Paul was probably always one of my most favorite team players. He He's was an ultimate, fantastic ultimate, person, ultimate yeah. team player. You're right, fantastic person. Yeah, but uh, Garrett and Peavy was a good hockey player, and then I, I had the luxury of uh, watching Garrett quite a bit his draft year because you know Brian Royal, what great hockey coach in Kincard Minor Hockey, um, from the past coached many Silver Stick champions. Uh, Mini All Ontario champions and Peewee, Coach Peewee for about four or five years in a row, and they were a perennial winner. And a lot of good hockey players went through Brian and uh, a great coach, but he uh, went to AAA. And uh, my son, Sean, and Tyler helped him out. Well, I went on all the road trips with them too, a lot of them. How do you find and, the time to do all this? Uh, <laughs> my wife's laughing upstairs. <laughs> I was just going to say, because when I texted you, I said, I got to get the kids in bed. I'm not ready till 830. And you said, it's okay. I'm a night hawk anyways. I'm like, yeah. how are you a night hawk? You're at hockey at Saturday at 8 a.m. I did all my hockey. 30 years. <laughs> I did all my hockey stuff probably from 10 o'clock to midnight. Yeah, most nights. That's kind of where that's, I guess that's kind of what I podcast. <laughs> Yeah. And now I don't prepare as much as I used to because I have so many notes. You're ready. You're ready. Yeah, ready. Yeah. But uh, yeah, where was I going on that before? Uh, I can't, I don't know. I got confused yeah. too. Um, when you're a Nighthawk, you, I don't know. You, I forget you're a Nighthawk. Yeah. Um, you're up all night. You, I don't know. Oh, that you you run practice at 8 a.m. every Saturday. For yeah, every Saturday morning. Yeah, sometimes I'm in the computer till midnight before if we have a game somewhere, dividing the teams up. Oh, I try I, to make sure everyone gets to play. When I, so we're, yeah, talking that, about, we're talking about hockey players and when I was talking about Brian Royal and I was talking about Sean, but that year I went and watched Garrett McFadden his draft year. Arguably, Garrett McFadden at that year, and I watched Marner, I watched them all play. I would go to a tournament, Toronto Marley's tournament. They'd be there. We'd be an hour, hour and a half before the game. They'd be in fourplex arenas, right? And I'd go watch everybody play. And honest to God, 
Barrett Agates or Barrett, I mean, Garrett McFadden might have been one of the best hockey players when he was a draft year. Um, that I seen he was good, and so was Barrett Agates, which I slipped in there too. He was a good hockey player. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, no, he I, was. He was different. Barrett's mind. Barrett. Barrett's yeah. a, Barrett's mind was phenomenal on the ice. And that's episode five, folks. You could get a yeah. Deep yeah dive. I, I listened to it. You could get a deep dive into Barrett's mind and our competition level. But um, who are we talking about there, other than Barrett? Yeah, I was talking about Garrett McFadden. So that him. Um, sorry. Um, I was uh, out wrapping pipes for Superheat there in Burlington, Ontario with uh, Jeff Elkenbrack, who someday may come on the pod. Um, Very good hockey player as well, too. Correct. And would played for the Ripley Wolves uh, with two fake hips. So that's something at 40 years old. Good job there, fella. Um, everybody gave a lot there to try and win that year. Um, but, like, we went to a game. We were there working, and I was away from the family. And he's like, I know this kid from Concord. Let's go. And we went there, watched the game with Garrett's parents, and I was there with, with Elke. And uh, great people um, watched the kid play, and I was like, like for new school NHL, like I don't understand why he's not getting more of a look because the kid can skate, the kid can pass, he can shoot. He He's doing a lot of like this new school NHL, but I guess he's in Canadian University or something now, right? Yeah, he's at uh, Acadia University uh, in Nova Scotia. I don't know, is it Acadia? Well, he's good. Oh, he's really good. Really, really good. Very good. His 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 feet work, uh, his skating skill is phenomenal. I remember. Elke I... was a great skater, too, and that's what puts him above a lot of players, too. <laughs> I remember when I first moved here and I would somehow get out for the skates with like the decent <laughs> hockey players. And I met Mears and I met McFadden and, uh, and yeah, McFadden skating and Mears skating was just like, wow, I'm getting old. <laughs> you know, Darren Mackey. No, I don't he's, so. he's from Lucknow area. Uh, no, Darren would be uh, probably maybe be 50. Now he was a phenomenal skater. I remember when I was in minor hockey and, he was a minor hawk, and I watched him through minor hockey. He was a phenomenal skater. Um, okay. Now, so McFadden, Eggett, anybody, and that Royal as the coach, anybody else that really stands out? Because you're getting them really before they're really – that's what I don't get. One, I, one guy that stands I really out? don't get what you do. I really don't because – I want to coach them like when they're ready to really learn and like I, my experiences and what I've done and like, well, I never I, like said, I, I, I just don't, I, I, they're not even like ready. I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you do it. I wanted to mention one other thing though. Another great hockey guy in town and you've talked to him is Kent Nagat. Oh Kent yeah. Nagat doesn't get near the credit that he deserves. He's one of the best hockey minds that I know of. Is that right? Because I only yeah. knew him as a parent on the Elmira Sugar no. Kings when his son was uh, like he he was a an unbelievable leader when we won the Sutherland Cup in Junior B. Well, he, he got that from his dad. Is that right? Because like yeah. I don't know the Can't... dad that well. I did stay a couple nights at their house. Very and... very quiet man, but uh, 
he 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 knew how to he was the president of minor hockey he was great i coached with him in midget the one year we got stuck with the midget team and uh no one wanted to coach him he was the president i was a head coach we ended up coaching this team and i think we won four or five games during the year and we ended up winning the all ontario you know and kenton was the the main reason he was the one that was the glue for the whole thing and i helped him out well that's that's interesting because i did speak with mr eggett's today a not or sorry with barrett um episode five folks um but i don't didn't know that uh, about his old man until today when we were discussing you and he's like oh yeah they've won uh we didn't they they you guys never coached together because no. was two years above sean right yeah. bopper we got to start calling him Bopper because that yeah, everyone calls him Bopper. Yeah, everybody keeps you call him Sean. I'm like, I got Bopper on the notes here. Yeah, so, I know, but I like, know um, so like you guys didn't quite coach together, but then I guess when Eggets is done, his old man decides to coach one more year with you. Is that how it works? Well, I think Barrett Kenton was on the executive, and so me and Kenton always were in hockey together, just at different teams, but we're always. Uh, common ground thought the same way at the executive meetings and whatnot and got along very well and respected each other quite a bit. And then that year, uh, there was no one would coach the midget team. We lost like seven players. Uh, both MacArthur boys went to AAA. Tyler Murray went to Durham. Uh, Dave Robinson went to Durham. Uh, Barrett went to, we lost the whole team. So they thought all this team was thrown aside, right? <clears throat> and uh, Kenton really kept it together that made a, a place for the boys to play in a rep team. Then I think he kind of asked me and I was coaching the Bantam rep team at the same time. So I coached two teams that year. And, uh, you coached and, the teams you, and, the, <laughs> and the Tykes. You coached so sorry, two teams and the Tykes. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And for your wife to be up there laughing, I don't know how she's still laughing because I've oh, only yeah. been, I've only been in the shed for three months and not, like, um, at least I, at least my wife's a sponsor now, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's getting a plug in. She's getting a hey, plug in. 15% folks. If you're the stand there waiting for a heavy spray, 15% off with Wally 50. <laughs> and if you want whiter teeth, folks, if your smile doesn't look good pictures, Wally 15. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> No, it was good that year. And I just uh, shout out to him. I, I think uh, the uh, coaches that I remember uh, from years uh, that stand out to me was uh, Kenton and um, Brian. And I've learned a lot from them, to be honest with you. And they've maybe learned some stuff from me too. And then all the young kids that have uh, started, I call them young kids, all you guys, my son's friends that have started in minor hockey and, are heavily involved, which I'm, I'm happy to see that happen too, because we basically promoted in, in hockey for young guys that were done hockey to get involved at an early age, like Jeremy and Sean and Mark Smith and Dustin Cato and Steve Stepanek. They all got in, in, in hockey. Some of them when they're still playing junior helping out with the teams. And some of them went right into coaching hockey in the early twenties, taking teams on. You know, like Steve went straight into Midget and probably won four, three or four Ontarios. I'm not sure. Steve Stepaniak, you know? Yeah, no. Don, that, went, 
it is interesting how they, I did hear they were all into coaching that. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of helped promote. And then Kenton did back then. We really promoted young kids to get involved coaching because, honestly, there's nothing better than a peewee coach that has just played hockey. Come off, like, you know, you're coming off senior hockey. They all look at you and whatnot. Like, you're still a professional hockey player, right? And you got a lot to offer. So, uh, you know, and I managed some of those teams for those kids. As I did the takes too. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's like for me when I moved to Concord, and I was like, people were like, "Well, what what did you do?" And I was like, "Well, I was a professional hockey player, and I sure did not look like one at the point." So it was like people probably didn't like take it that seriously. But like, if you have a Zoom call with people all over the world to train your hockey team, then maybe the body lied to you folks ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no i just i i'm so happy that my buddies have been helping me out and i'm so happy that you help everybody in concordia now because it, it is like when you're first getting into minor hockey you're like well i want to sign my kid up but and it's 300 bucks or 400 bucks or whatever it is and then you're like, okay, well, but we got to go out there and help and like get these kids going. And then you see some of the stuff that goes on those first couple months of like them trying to learn how to skate and they got pushers. There's a lot of tears. People have to pee in the middle of practice. And uh, there were times I would show up to practice and I remember practice starting at eight and I'd have them on for seven fifty five. And by 7.58, it was time to go home. And that was like the first month or two, but <laughs> it ain't like that now, I guess. Oh, you have many years of enjoyment. Yeah, I can't wait. I really can't. I I really do love it. Um, and I guess it's because like, like, look at what I'm doing now, like everything I've been through and it's all hockey, like it's hockey, hockey did this for me it, it got me my MBA to work at Superheat and uh, I'm glad I'm back in the game because I, I didn't figure out where I fit for a while you know yeah there is a hundred times more positives in the hockey world than there is negatives and there's too many people sometimes that want to just dwell too much on a few negatives but the positives yeah. blow it away, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. The people you meet, the the friends you make, the bonds. And that's, yeah, I guess it's just more the age group that you teach that is, is uh, like, you just help parents so much because you're not quite ready to really take it all on. And you're there to help everybody. And you're like, don't worry. Like you got three years to really figure out how you can really help. And it sure helped me for sure. That's good. That's good. I enjoy that. Yeah. Well, no, and that's like, and then you, yeah, I wish the kids could play. Right. And I just wanted to bring you on today for your pad tap. You know, that's what the goalies were calling it when we had goalies week. So we called it pad tap. Pad tap. Yeah. So actually this is my last story, I guess, is when we were like, we had just met and I was like, well, like, how do you do this? What are you doing? Like, I don't understand. Like I, 
I don't get it. And then, uh, you know, like today, you've explained why and um, what it means to you. And I, I, I'm so thankful there's people like you in the world that, uh, that bring communities together, um, like Concordan is. Um, I think it's awesome. Um, I love living here and, uh, pe meeting people like you and, uh, all the other people I've met around here, it's, uh, it's home now, right? It is. It is for many years. Yeah. Your kids, it'll be their home, you know, they're right. born and raised. Well, they're, were your kids all born here? <laughs> no, Germany and Wales, man. I know. I didn't know. I know they came young, but I went. I yeah, wasn't sure. No, Colby was helper on Germany, and Zoe was uh, Cardiff, Wales, and my wife's American, and I'm Canadian. And I can remember when Colby came his first time. I don't know which German sweater or Wales sweater yeah, he had on that right. one time. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, like, uh, it's. Uh, I don't know. They, they they don't remember that part. I do. Um, I remember how hard it was you're moving to a new town and um, yeah, met the right people and uh, worked hard and everything's been okay. And another uh, bonus of hockey too. You can have the, which is that meeting people and networking. You could be a hockey player and just play minor hockey your whole life. Uh, move away, go to college, move away. All of a sudden you're in Calgary. You're sitting at a go. Oh, we got a local pickup hockey team. We play every Tuesday night at nine o'clock. Bang, you've just got an instant 15 friends. Well, look at what my life was. Everywhere I moved, everywhere I went, wherever I was, I whether it was Germany, Wales, whatever, it was, I showed up and we already had 20 friends. We already had all their wives, their, their kids, like, you want to do something, you have a whole team of people because you're on a yeah. hockey team, right? Yeah. A community. Yeah. And, uh, and I think you're as big a part of this community as anybody I've ever met. And, uh, I think the next arena should be the, uh, Burroughs center, but I don't know how to do that because I'm not going to attend those meetings. I'm just going to show up and coach. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good. Coaching is good. Um, I know how to coach hockey. I know how to read people. I know how to deal with the kids, but I just don't have the time for like, a you know, I, I, like I said, I'm very thankful. There's people like you, Quiller, Desmond, everybody that does it. Um, just, let me have a team and I'll, I think I'll do all right. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much. Like, thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything you do. Um, like, Oh, I never finished the story was when we saw each other at an old stars thing. And I'm like, well, so why do you do this? And you told me, and I was like, well, like there's, and you're like, yeah, well, you know, they wanted me on Hockey Night in Canada before, but I just don't want any of that. I don't want, I don't, I don't need the accolades. I don't need people to talk about me. I don't need awards. And you know what made my heart full is that you would come on my podcast because um, 
it feel I feel like a lot of people will come on and do this, then talk to some random whatever it is, right? Media source where I'm just a guy in my shed that wants to give a guy his pad tap. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I just like, I don't think you get enough recognition. I don't think people know enough about people like you. And there are other people like you probably, maybe I'm not sure. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's, they gotta be somewhere. Right. I've never heard of them. I like, honestly, I don't care outside of King Carden. Right. People think. What I care about is I'll go uptown and I'll see somebody I've coached or I'll be at the bar and that's payback for me. Hi coach, how you doing? Or I'll get a hug from them. Yeah. You know? Yep. You know, um, yeah, yep. I got a high five from them. I high five all the kids, you know that. Yep. At the arena. And so that's my payback. And that's enough. I know exactly what you mean. I uh ran into one of my players actually i don't think i've ever actually been his coach he's actually just been on all the other phase whatever groups Mm -hmm. they are i don't think he's actually been on my team before but you can tell when kids you know like it you said hi and it it feels good Sorry for burping the mic again, folks. I didn't mean no. to. Uh, not with Derek Burroughs on here. This is way too classy to be burping in the mic. So um, this, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I can't thank you enough. I think you should be on Hockey Night in Canada. I think they should do a thing on you. I, I, I can't say enough about you, man. And uh, and your son's a tough son of a bitch. That's for sure. Yes, he was. He is. Yeah, very yeah. much. He was on the ice too. <laughs> See, I never played against him. I never played Concordant from Elmira. I I wouldn't want to f- play him though. But actually, yeah, I he wouldn't be fighting me though. I don't think. No, I don't know. But he, yeah, he was. T- he was um very um uh, wasn't wasn't was not a very skilled skater. Exact opposite of me, to be honest with you. But he really understood the game. Like his mind was very good for the game. And he always seemed to put himself in the right spots and the right time. He could shoot a puck. So minor hockey, he was he was good. Junior, done all right. But that was probably his limit, Junior C. And the, lots of kids are like that. But he loves the game of hockey, still does today. And, yeah, I think and look at all his best friends now. They're all from hockey. That's yeah. how it all works. Yeah. And I think he's wanting to coach a minor hockey team this year too. Um, yeah, well, then it's it, that's another weird part, which um, I, we don't need to get into that on here. I was just, it's interesting because Kincardin's the two age groups, right? So then, like, Colby's never tried out for a team in his life ever. He's never got to. There's never been a tryout. So then next year, he'll be trying out against kids a year older than him, and he's and never it's going to be tough. Right. And it's, he's never been in a tryout. And then it's like, well, I can't put my name into coach because I don't even think like, I don't even know what's going to happen. So it's like, well, this is all very strange. Cause like it, when I grew up in Elmira, it was all every age group, right? Like yeah, major minor. Yeah. And we're, we're close to that point, but we're not quite there. 
no, I wouldn't. I would agree with that. You know, unless we amalgamated with other centers, it became an A center. You could do it, but I don't think you can do it at a B center. Right. Um, well, do you have anything else before? I just would have to say, though, before you say anything, while you think about if you have anything else to say, is this episode has been brought to you by the Restaurants of Kincardin. And do not forget to get your local takeout and delivery, folks. There's even delivery in Kincardin now. We might be on the verge of even Ubers. Who knows, folks? Look at all these houses being built. So... Anything else to say, Mr. Burroughs? No, I've, uh, I still do and still intend on enjoying my time being involved on within King Card Minor Hockey and some aspects, coaching the Tykes, helping in tournaments, whatever. So, uh, no, so I'm, I'm going to still be around for a few more years. Well, I maybe till I, I'm 65. I think it's great, <laughs> man. I, 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 I couldn't thank you enough, and I know that all these kids, like Dylan Sales of the world. And- well, I can remember him when he first started at four years old. I still remember him. Oh, did yeah, yeah. well, well, yeah. well. I, uh, what about, uh, like, and Brett Cato's got a kid now. Like, all these, you know everybody. You know every person coming up. You know the parents. You, like... And I'm just getting into this whole Bruce County thing and getting to know everybody. And I yes. think I've done a pretty good job in five years or yeah. seven years, but um, it, it, like, it takes time. Right. And you, you know, everybody. Yeah. Well, I, all the kids that I'm coaching now, I coach their dads <laughs> in tight. <laughs> so, Were you doing yeah. the, were you doing the same drills? Have you, have you? No, 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 no. I, I evolved. I, I learned every day. I learned from you. I might see you do a drill. I might do son. Huh? I think I can change, change that. I, I'm pretty good at. Um, yeah. No, you got to adapt, right? Like Jer- I, Jeremy, Jeremy throws all kinds of stuff at me because he's into it. Jeremy Quillen, right? Practice, practice, practice. But uh, I put pen to paper for him better. So he'll send me a drill and I'll put it in a format that or an idea that we can use and i'll use it in some types sometimes yeah see i'm i'm more the type that if it if if i do a drill that i can tell is above them or even below them i'm like okay it's either time to shut it down and start something new or this drill is good or you know you gotta feel what age group you're at because for me that's what I was nervous about was I was so detailed of like where my stick is and how I'm holding it. And like, where, like I was so detailed with everything to do with hockey that I was like, I'm not sure if I know how to talk to kids. And then I realized I could. And then I realized when talking to them and seeing them and some of those kids, you could tell they were, excited to be at the rink and see their coach and then you're like oh dear i'm hooked right well, to be honest with you they're sponges yeah they are they're sponges well, and, and if and, you're and, positive and, and, around them and you want to be yeah. positive and you they they're, they they're having fun like that yeah you, it's infectious. you could be coaching a midget team and that kid is attitude i know it all 
that sponges clothes. It's hard rock. Rock You're hard. Right. You're right. You're right. The little kid, they're sponges. You can yeah, fill them with all it, kinds of stuff. There's and watch times. Them grow. There's times I walk out of the rink after we win a game and the juices were flowing so much over a phase three team two U nine concurrent Canucks like game. And I'm like, why was I so into that? But well, you're all in it together and you're all trying to do something. And like, how often is that even happening these days where you're all in it together, trying to make something happen? Like everybody's just stuck in their houses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, uh, you, you need well, that teamwork, right? Yes. Yes, they do. They need to get back into, I mean, practice is important, but it all, it's all got to uh, coincide with another. They got to have their play time too. They have their imaginations going and flourishing in the game and, and whatnot and instead of being always structured you know what i mean and that's sometimes a game lets them release that imagination practice sometimes is a little bit of structured on skills right and then you do give some fun time uh in the practices too but they, they need their games right now they absolutely do all the kids need to compete they need right. to compete over something you need to see who wins or loses over something other than Fortnite or whatever the hell they're doing these days. Right. You know what I mean? No. An arena is a great place to do it. Absolutely. Um, I uh, actually got a hot one out that I might have uh, I might have an hour and a half on Saturdays, July and August for the boys. So Are you? It, might, you it? it might not be Zoom, folks. I might uh, might get you on the ice, kids, so don't worry. In King Carden or where? In Owen Sound. Oh, in Owen Sound. Is I don't think King Cardin's putting theirs into the 1st of August. Right. And this guy just, uh, no, I had booked it uh, in the middle of this whole thing. And I had a bunch of kids down from Bruce County. And uh, we did a thing for, I think, nine ice times or so. And yeah. uh, that was back when there's no ice time around here. And they threw me that hook today. And I bit. And I was like, That's I got to awesome. get I got to get these kids on the ice, man. Like Colby's asking me every week, like you got to play, right? Yeah. Always remember though, you got to keep it fun for them too. Oh, I, That's I don't. That's the most thing. I think if, if you keep it fun, then their mind is still a sponge. If, if you've listened to enough of these pods, I think I can do that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I have no see, problem you, doing that. You do see some parents and some coaches that, they can take the fun out of it, right? Oh, I totally and I, agree. And it was like that for a lot of things. And um, I'm honestly, not that I've way. Seen, That's not I, who I am. But, like, there was a time this year for my Phase 3 Team 2 U9 Concurrent Canucks that we played Juice Boy. Do you know what that is? No. So, in pro hockey, you play Juice Boy. But, like, so it was the – you'd – Whoever loses, whoever can't score on the goalie in a shootout, whoever's the last one to score has to fill up juice for the whole team. So that everybody, you have to get a juice for everybody on the team. And then they sit there and drink their juice and whatever. <laughs> um, we did the opposite was you played for the winner. And uh, it was just my little team with like the nine kids. And, and, uh, and we did that. And then I was trying to explain to them. I'm like, well, do you know what spray tan boy is? And they're like, what is spray tan boy? I was like, well, 
If you do that and you're the last one to score, you have to get a spray tan. And guess what, folks? If you said <laughs> Wally 15, you got 15% off. <laughs> right? Uh, but no, we actually played that one time, and the guy had to get his number on his back. Like he had tape on it with a number 17 and got yeah. number 17. Uh, in spray tan but uh we're not doing that at uh lisa's factory there folks we're doing nice spray tans right that's right <laughs> so uh, anything else you got to say though before we shut her down no i'm pretty good be running uh, out of time be overtime for you oh geez we're fine it'll be all right it, it, like we said to the folks if you can't get through it you can't get through it but Thank you to today's sponsors that didn't know they were sponsors. Um, um, support your local businesses, and um, that includes spray tanning because that's been shut down too, and teeth whitening and all the stuff she does, sugaring, undercarriage, all of it, folks. That's been another episode. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tanaka bands. I'm like Pete Southbound Zanzan. I'm always speaking my mind.